1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan.
2: Happy Monday, everybody. Brent Wallace alongside the smartest man in hockey, Bobby Ryan and uh, Jason. York. <laughs> um, um New Yorkie right
3: out of the gate. <laughs> Bob,
4: did you have a did you throw an a, a last minute audible in the in the bets? I think you took uh Minnesota, eh?
3: He did. He remember. took Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: You guys and have you, people records now.
4: And he didn't even want to. He just he just did it because we all had the same. Because Wally will never change his picks. So uh, Bob, you took one for the team. I appreciate
3: it. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> took that one. I was. Going to text you guys that I felt like I took that one on the chin just for, just for something to pile some ratings in on the show and say well, we still dis- <laughs> we still dislike right. the sense, but um, <laughs> no, but you know no, I did not want to force you to I, make
2: a pick. I'm telling. No, I listen. know, but
3: you gotta you gotta stand out from the crowd at some point here, and I thought i would go against the grain, and it cost me.
2: Well, standing out means I'm eleven and two. Okay,
3: pretty impressive. I know because
4: nothing. Like I said, it's easy to bet when nothing's
2: on the line. Like. Yeah. Hey, I bet when there's plenty on the line, I'm still upset that Claude Drew didn't get two assists in the uh, last game. Um, <laughs> gentlemen, just to let you know, whoever is employee of the month now gets a free watch, just like Player of the Game in Sweden. So we'll send you a Casio calculator watch. Oh, nice. Yeah. The old I'm on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see you. All right, I'm going to find one and get you to wear it.
1: <laughs> do you,
4: uh, bo- Wally, do you remember the old consumers distributing catalog?
2: Love that.
1: All the you, toys.
4: Oh, this is a time of year too when you would get in there and pick out what you wanted.
2: Get your little pencil and your piece of paper. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bobby has no idea what we're talking about. No clue. I know. No. Clue. <laughs> 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 and probably a lot of people who are watching this show have no idea either, but we'll move you'd on. Do su- you'd be surprised? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, you know, you know I might be. Um, this show, I'm just going to get through some of this right now so that we can get on to the lost a channel boat. So this show is always brought to you by BEI. Uh, sorry. I want to give that to Bob. Yeah, no, sorry, Bob. Bob, I apologize. We'll do Botano first. Then you can have BEI. Uh, As always, Botano, the 2023 EGR Award winner for both the best sports book operator of the year and best in play sports operator. Visit Botano.ca or download their award-winning app, the fastest, most user-friendly, and advanced betting app for your mobile or tablet, hundreds of betting options for all things hockey and nearly every other sport on the planet. Live in-game betting and the most competitive odds in the market. Botano, the game starts now.
3: And we'll do BEI if it's available. There you go. I got it. All right. Well, this show is built by BEI, heavy civil general contractor in both the public and private sectors. Uh, you can contact Bonisher Excavating for a number of things. Equipment rentals, aggregate and topsoil sales, hauling and floating, They're moving stuff, hot mix paving, commercial, public and residential, uh, as well as concrete formwork. You can visit BonisherExcavating.com or give them a call at 613 432 one one two zero BEI helping to shape the Ottawa Valley and as always for our friends that are doing the work please slow down at construction zones uh
2: nice job all right so the Sens return home from Sweden the the best team to play outside of Europe in NHL history they currently sit one in their three trips to Sweden back to back OT wins for a team that hadn't gone to OT um Lots of excitement. They got the Brandstrom Forsberg goal. You've got the Tim Stutzla goal of the year. You got Alfie on the bench. We will talk more about Alfie tomorrow. But uh, I will just ask first your thoughts on. We said before going that this trip was ultimately important. They went in at six and seven. They're now at eight and seven on the season. Uh, Bob, I'm going to start with you. Uh, did did anything stand out to you from the norm? Um.
3: No, I think I think the players that needed to to show up showed up for the most part. Um, I, I thought that. Um, no, nothing outside the norm, I guess. I, I just think that they uh, outside of a period, which they, I think they would like the second period against Detroit back. Um, I thought they played pretty good hockey, even though it's two. what do we, we call those home games. Yeah. Uh, the only team that lost two over there, by the way, we should talk about that at some point. I don't get that. But, um, no, I, I thought they played (laughs) those games are always feel gimmicky when you're over there. Yorkie can tell you you're, you're, you're running around, you're doing, you're doing stuff all week. And then you get to the game and you're like, you know what, At at the end of this day, there's still two points on the line and you kind of forget that because you get swept up and everything else. And they, they went about their business, um, had one real bad period, but otherwise played pretty, they played good enough hockey to come away with four points. That's the big takeaway. But, and they need it all four points.
4: Yeah, the bi- the big thing for me is they finally won a game with the style of hockey you need to play, um, especially if you're going to be a playoff team. And that was that game against Minnesota. They really cleaned up their D-zone coverage in that game. And I know Minnesota's been struggling too, but that, that was a desperate hockey team they played. And Minnesota just tried to outweigh them, stay patient, and I'll look at a guy like Tim Stutzler, for example. He played over twenty-five minutes in that Minnesota game. He didn't get a point. But my big takeaway from that game, that's twenty-five minutes where he's on the ice, where I thought he was pretty good defensively. And this is what this is the thing with Stutzler. He is uh I'll do a thanks tips here. He's a great offensive player, but he's still learning the game in his own zone. He's still learning how to, you know, he's still gonna make mistakes. We saw in the uh in the Detroit game just sometimes you you lose coverage, you, you over-track. But that's a good sign. Uh, young players starting to learn how to figure it out, how to win close games like that. Because earlier on, when things weren't going their, well, their way, they were making mistakes and they were beating themselves. You know, Bob, sometimes you're not going to have your best stuff. Sometimes you're going to be in a 1-1 game. And the key is, don't beat yourself. Yeah. And, and they finally figured out in a close game not to beat themselves and took it to a shootout. Uh, and I really, and, and Forsberg needed a game too, fellas. He really needed yep. a game. And how good is that for him in his country? Gets an apple too on the one goal. Like <laughs> that, that quick up play to Brandstrom was fantastic. So um, for me, win the close game. Forsberg uh, has a great bounce back in his home country. So lots of good. And uh will say this about Matthew Joseph just continues. To prove that this just isn't a a fluke and a hot start. Like, he is continuing to be one of Ottawa's most important players.
2: And I want to get to Matthew Joseph uh, at some point here. If not today, tomorrow. I do have some notes about Matthew Joseph that I think I'd like to touch on. Uh, And yes, but we also, like, just so we're clear, when everybody was talking about trading Matthew Joseph, or at least we were at the beginning of the summer, or to fit under the cap, it was the most financially... It was the best financial decision. It had nothing to do for me with his play. We saw when he showed up in Ottawa. I think his thir- first thirteen games, he was a point per game player. Right on the first line, he looked really good. So, I, I we all ch- I, I don't know. We were all trying to dump on Matthew Joseph at the beginning, and I just thought it was a financial decision over his play. It just made the most sense. Yeah. Well,
3: yeah. Sorry, Eric. It's. I mean, it, it still might <laughs> when you when you look yeah. at it, and that's uh, that's that's not a slight. that's actually. I mean he's played himself into the do not trade discussion right now but he's also talking at the same time he's doing it you're putting him more into more of oh we don't have to sweeten the pot what can we get for him now right so there's two <laughs> right. sides to it and that's um get me back my first yeah you know what? I'm just I'm lucky I don't have to be part of that decision because I don't know <laughs> I don't now I would not want to be in that room trying to figure out who's going right now because I still I like this lineup a lot
2: yeah, yeah and this, so this, but here's the one thing and only if Shane Pinto does this and that is if he accepts the league minimum or the like uh, anything around a million dollars whatever that is you know prorated to get through this season then the cap goes up and it may save everybody's job plus like Tarasenko's on a one year um and Kubelik's on a one year right so then all that financial oh, stuff man. will work itself out but we'll it, get to it, that later
4: it's going to be a pretty it's going to be a pretty easy thing with negotiation with Shane Pinto fellows well yeah. He's just, you know, he's going to take, it's going to be, you know what? I'll take the, whatever it is. Just get me back. Let's get playing. Let's get this whole thing behind me. Finish the season off. Probably sign a one-year deal. The Sens will probably try and get him on a multi-year deal at a really cheap rate. Cause that's what I would try and do. <laughs> try, yeah. We'll, we'll try and, we'll try and do it now while you have all the leverage. Right. So yeah, we'll see. Time will tell.
2: Uh, But it is an interesting discussion, but we've got plenty more before we get to that one. So, uh, and you brought up Anton Forsberg. So I want to get to Wendy's uh, now uh, and the did you know, uh, because some people may not know some of the things about uh, Anton Forsberg and what he accomplished over in Sweden. So uh, don't forget the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. Uh, Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year with the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. Weekly prizes. Download the Wendy's app and score yourself 150 bonus reward points on your first order and grab a sweet victory from the mouth-watering jaws of defeat, along with some fresh, never frozen beef. Put your prediction skills to the test and score yourself 1,300 bonus points if you win the week. I've yet to get past uh, day two. Uh, Use your points and grab your favorite menu items at Wendy's. Sign up now, Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool at dailyfaceoff.com and try things like the spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's and the Wendy's app. Wendy's, keep it fresh. All right. did you know so did you know about Anton Forsberg? A lot of you probably heard some things, but uh, first Swedish-born goalie to get an NHL win in Sweden. That's in 16 games. First goalie born outside North America uh, to earn an assist in an NHL regular season game in his home country. With the assist, mark. just the seventh time in Sense history that two goalies have earned an assist in the same season, because Corpasello already has one this year. Uh, and by the way, the record for most assists by a goalie in a season by the Ottawa Senators is Craig Anderson, who has four. He also has the... Uh, all-time assist record at um, 11 assists, just so you know. So there, uh, Anton Forsberg, did you know? He did play really well. And I will say, you guys are trained not to show a lot of emotion a lot of the time. I really liked when uh, Eric Brandstrom scored the goal, comes back to Forsberg, yeah. and they just, you can feel the smile and the joy that they have in their faces on that particular. But I, I, that was a favorite moment for me.
4: Well, two two guys that have gone through a ton of adversity this year, right? Yes. For, for, Forsberg wanted to get off to a great start. His numbers were were awful. Um, you're in a two man tandem or battle for playing minutes, so important for him and doing it at home. And Branstrom, that was a that was an awful setback he had with that concussion. That wasn't just a minor concussion. So, uh, two two really good feel good stories there, and, and doing it at home. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it was uh, it was really nice to see what a play that was too that's a that's a change play you work on all the time and I remember I watched the replay on it it was almost like it was an an inadvertent pick that Ottawa's players did as they were coming they all skated in front of Minnesota's bench and the Minnesota players had a really tough time getting across the ice that's why it worked so well but it's very rare that a defenseman's the guy getting this stretch pass because he usually tips it up to a forward but that's just a really heady play by both Branstrom and Forsberg. But, you know, how about this clap bomb, too? I never knew uh-huh. Branstrom could shoot. I never knew he could shoot the puck this hard, Bob. Like, that was but an
3: absolute bomb. He's got an uh, – yeah, he's got, a, he's got a bomb. He just never really gets it off the way he wants to. Um, but he – I remember when he came and I was standing in front and he was just kind of shooting, floating him in from the point. And I was like, oh, this is different. Like, it, you can yeah. feel – you can feel guys that shoot the puck – Heavy, if you know what I mean, when you're when yeah. you're down there tipping, and every time I would tip a puck from him, I'd be, man, this thing is just it's just a heavier shot. Um, yeah. He's got that he's got a kind of a long stick for a short guy, so he's got a lot of torque into that, um, uh to that the shaft of his stick. So yes, he shoots the puck incredibly well. I remember, don't you guys probably remember when he was coming off the clip, uh, the clips that were coming out of Vegas through preseason yeah. and stuff? Like all of his shots were just picking corners um and heavy heavy beating goalies to the over the glove stuff so yeah he can shoot it but it was a very heady play by both guys it was um I,
4: yeah and that's that's those are the types of plays that five six defensemen don't do mm-hmm. that's that's like a puck moving top four offensive defenseman that's very cerebral i
3: you're talking I'll about the past right <laughs> <By forward. laughs>
4: well both I'll, I'll keep saying this about brandstrom this guy needs to play on a team, an up-and-coming team, where he's playing 20 minutes a night. He's in the top four, and he's playing on a power play. He is very and kudos to him because he's got enough hockey sense. Because smart players can adapt and he can penalty kill because penalty kill is all about anticipating where's the puck gonna go. Smart players can penalty kill. You just gotta you just gotta bear down and and, and block shots and, and get in lanes. It's 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 actually it's easier than being an offensive guy because if you're a smart offensive guy, you kind of know what the power play is trying to do and, and you, and you make reads, you go to where, where, where you think pucks are going, but for him and his career, he needs to play on a different team. He really
2: does. Like he's, I, I will say sure. this. He, You know what he reminds me of? And it was the first name that comes to mind is Shane cool. Gostisbear. Um, just that, Very skilled, very offensive, puck moving guy that's not overly big. But and Shane has played, I know he's struggled down the stretch a couple years ago, but he played exceptional, I thought, when he was in in Philadelphia. So, uh, he's but I watched, I went to Eric Branstrom's first practice in Belleville when he uh, was traded to Ottawa. He is exceptionally talented, yeah, uh, with his hands. Here's the thing, Wally, very good,
4: even with Thomas Shabbat injured. He still can't get a sniff on the power play. (laughs) Think about that for a sec.
2: Yeah. Well, and the power play struggling, right? It's now dropped to 17th, 18th in the league, but it's,
4: it's not, it's not because they're just going through a dry spell right now. It's the problem is there's just, there's, there's, there's too many, there's too many puck moving D on this team, which people will say is a good problem, but I'm just, and and people don't get this the wrong way. I'm not saying Branstrom's a bad player. And he, I'm just saying for the player and his career, and to maximize his skill, he would be his talents would be far better used on a team that, that could use and use his skill set more often of what he does.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I agree. Without question. So uh which leads me, I want to come back to Tim Stutzler. Um, just I this is a a goal and a play that I, I just I wanted yeah. to revisit because after it just happened so quickly after our last show, there wasn't enough time to dissect it, but Um, That partially leads into our DoorDash Hot Performer of the Day, Yorkie. So um, it'll help tie things together nicely. This show, uh, as always, delivered by DoorDash. Did you know there's uh, 30-some shopping days left till Christmas? Uh, Make gift shopping fun again with DoorDash. Shop for everyone on your list with items like gift cards, cosmetics, sleep masks, uh, all kinds of things. Uh, Even last-minute findings with DoorDash uh, with restaurants, groceries, pharmacies, bakeries, flower shops, and more. DoorDash really has everything you need to make the holiday special. Ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app and choose what you want from where you want. For a limited time, our listeners get 25% off with zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. And enter code NATION25. That's 25% off, $10 value, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store. And enter code NATION25. Don't forget, code NATION25, 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada. Subject to change, terms apply. And Yorkie, here is your hot performer.
4: Well, surprise, surprise, it's Tim Stutzler, <laughs> the hot performer. Uh, without a doubt, Has now that was the most important goal to date of the Ottawa Senators season. If you lose that game against Detroit after being up 4-0, shit's going to hit the fan. And, and who knows what happens in the Minnesota. You like, Just imagine, Bob, you go to the dressing room after blowing that lead, you lose it. How dejected are you going to feel as a group? You're just going to be—they're going to be it, it, fingers pointing. The mood's going to be totally different. Instead, you get Stutzla who scores the best goal of the season. Everybody was talking about it, talking about the walk-off home run, comparing him to Joey Bats. Uh, so that that thing could have saved a few coaches' jobs. What, what was it? Was it to that point yet? I don't know. That that second period was pretty bad, but it's amazing—one goal makes everything go away. And then I like how he backed it up in the next game. Another game where he played over 25 minutes and was, was a rock defensively. It wasn't perfect, but still um, plus one 25 minutes. He basically played an entire game when he was over there in two games, 25, 25, just over 50 minutes of ice time in two games. They leaned on him heavily and, um, just just made the trip. He made the trip by scoring that goal. And let's not forget Bob too, eh? That was a hell of a play by Drake Batherson on that goal. I, w- mm-hmm. I watched that. I watched that replay a couple times. A lot of guys just would have shot it. If you notice what Drake did, he did a little, a little deke over to the forehand. Sure, it went off the stick. It wasn't perfect, but if Drake doesn't buy that time and space, that place, that that play is that play doesn't happen.
3: Yeah, it gets snuffed out a little quicker if it does, if he doesn't do that. But back to Timmy, I think we, it, it, it's like, I love when people are like, we haven't even seen the best of him yet. I mean, he's on pace for a hundred and something points. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you, I, he's, you I, know what the problem is, Bob? <laughs> he's Here's so good. I think,
2: That's the problem. Problem. <laughs> the, the problem is people want to see him score three goals or expect three goals a night. So the expectations wow. are so high that for him yeah. just to have, like, when we saw the Minnesota game, he didn't score. And we're like, Oh God, like, what did he do? But he was very good, so that I think has become the problem with being so good. As we expect, multiple point nights every night. Bob, What's how the, you? Bob, you,
3: right?
2: Yeah. yeah Bob, you,
4: Bob, you you played on a top line. You're seeing he's now seeing top matchups every single night. Teams are game planning for him. They're like, how tough is that to do what he's doing with the matchups he's seeing?
3: Unbelievably tough. And they had. I'm I'm very interested to see because his stats are going to be a stats. They're going to be. He's going to be over a point per game, and and knock on wood. Um, he'll always be over a point per game. I'm more interested to see how he does on the road against the teams that are bigger and um a little bit higher in the lineup. But he he continues to find ways he can he's going to get every chance right at 25 minutes. Is because DJ seeing something right now that says I can trust him in all facets of the game. Um, which is another step in his development that people are probably like, Well, it doesn't matter because we want him going north, but you have to remember that guys like Andre Kopitar, things like that, like players like that, they could always score and somehow to learn the other end of the rink. And he's now learning that. And that makes him even more dangerous and gives him more opportunity going forward. Uh, so great pick for hot because obviously that yeah. goal was great. Um, Drake made a great play, but he saved the season. And I think he saved a couple of jobs um, in the, <laughs> at the same time. So uh, do you, yeah, he's just, I, I would love to tamper the offensive expectations, and continue to see him do <laughs> more of the Minnesota stuff.
4: Yeah, we were like, "Oh, yep. it's gonna be tough." It's gonna be tough getting ninety points this year. The kids on pace yeah. for like one fifteen. You know what's impressive about? Um, okay, that tape job on his stick. That puck just—it's like he's got some of that fly paper on his stick. I, I don't know how he's doing, so, and, and yeah. like it's, it's—it's it's been a long time since I've seen someone that plays for Ottawa be able to hold on to the puck like he does and do it at such a high speed. That's what's most impressive. I don't know about do you remember a guy that no that does that kind of stuff? Nope. Martin Havlat? He's different. Marty was more you get him the puck and he's gone. Like he's like he's one of the
2: best one on one guys I ever saw though, Marty Havlat live. Yeah.
4: Yeah, Marty was pretty friggin' good. He was, but I just Timmy just Timmy seems like he's but Timmy puts the
2: fear into you.
4: He's kind of like an acrobat on the ice. He reminds me of <laughs> one of those, you know, <laughs> that's a bad comparison. Oh, one of those light dogs that can like jump over this and do that. And it's like, it's just, <laughs> you think you have him and he's going this way and he's going that way. Sometimes he deeks himself out. Like, it's, I, I don't know. Like, I'd love to see his training program in the summer, what, what he's doing with his trainer. Man. Um, he, He's posted some guys, videos, but yeah. Have you guys seen quarterback with Patrick Mahomes?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: The, like the, uh, the, the, his trainer was putting him on all in these compromising positions to be able to be athletic while you're off balance and while you're in, in a vulnerable position. I bet you he's doing a, a lot of similar stuff because he's just, he's out of control, but he's in control. It's, it's really impressive.
2: Uh, Frank McDougal would like to bring up that Timmy must be a German shepherd.
4: <laughs> no, he's like he's like my golden. I t- listen, I took no, my golden. Did, I took did my, you miss I took,
2: the point took, of him being German? I, less okay. whatever. Uh, I got a couple more questions. and So just to back up Tim Stutzler, how he's played of late. 15 of his 20 points this season already even strength. Uh, he was held off the score sheet against Minnesota. That's just the fourth time in 15 games this season he failed to register a point. Back-to-back 25-minute games, yeah, both of them were in overtime, but... Uh, so he leads all forwards in the NHL in time on ice per game at 22 uh, 197 points for his career, looking to become the uh, 22nd Sens player to register 200 points. He's trailing Magnus Arvidsson uh, for that spot. Uh, I think he has 204 points or something. Um, so are they playing him? T- We've had this debate before, uh, and it's brought up again in the chat. Is 25 minutes too much for Tim Stutzla? Yes. Like they're not. I don't even think DJ knows there's a fourth line at the moment. I know I'm being facetious, (laughs) but but they're like I know Zach McEwen had the fight, the first fight ever outside uh, in a Global Series game or whatever. But he played like a minute thirteen or whatever it was. Is Uh, that all that? It was something. Yeah, I have. I'll go back and look. But like they're not even attempting to play that fourth (laughs) line. Honestly, they're
3: they're trying not to get fired too. I mean, like it hasn't been the start you've got, but stuff hasn't it has to calmed head down. Head, it's calmed down. But at the same time, he knows that it, he coaches in Ottawa. And if they lose two games over there or lose, come back and lose to Minnesota, yes. the chatter is coming right back. So he's betting on his horses right now. I have no problem with it, but it is a little too much and it's not sustainable yeah. long-term. I would think that most people would agree with that. You're going to yeah. get to, I mean, I, I'm just gonna go out and say that we did that in Anaheim. We were we weren't a four-line team. Myself, Getzloff and Perry were averaging a lot of minutes a night. And by the time April rolled around, we were gassed because we were we were playing so many minutes throughout the season. It's it's just too much. And Stutzel's young. He can he can absolutely handle 18 to 21. And I think 20 would be the number that I would like to see consistently. But 25 is too much. And I know they're overtime, so you take them with a grain of salt because if you get – all of a sudden you get a minute and 40 shift in overtime, it really adds to it. Um, but he's playing good hockey and you, don't, and you want to reward him. <laughs> like, I know 25 is just too much, York. That's a big night for a defenseman.
4: I'd be exhausted playing 25 minutes. I remember playing 24, but
3: having
4: – Having coached when you're on the bench in all these tight games, I could, I can just picture if I'm in DJ's shoes and I'm looking down the bench and I just see Timmy <laughs> and he's looking at me. I'm looking at him because that's what you do when you're on the bench. You're 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 on the bench and you look back at the coach and you're like, can you give him that look and you're like, get out there. <laughs> it's so te- like, <laughs> what are you doing? Who on you the put bench? who you put? I'm gonna butcher the name. Who are you putting on the ice right now? Rourke Chartre. You're going to you. and no, no disrespect to Rourke. He's playing, he's playing at he's the playing top of well. his game. I like how he's playing. He's grindy. He's on the PK. He's doing his thing. And, and you got, you basically have two guys that you don't really know a lot about. He, I'll tell you though, DJ t- trusts Rourke though. He puts him in a lot of tough situations, which is good, but it's, you could say, well, it's a long season, but you, you have to get to the playoffs. And if, if I look down the bench, like Timmy's giving me my best chance every yeah. every time he's on the ice. So it's a tough situation. I can see this trip though. You yeah. got a big break. You're coming back. You got lots of days off. You don't play for a while and it's yeah. an OT game, but it, it is a lot of minutes, but he's young. He can handle it right now. That And this is why the loss of Pinto is so big. If Pinto was here, this again, thanks tips. This wouldn't yeah. be happening. So,
2: uh, Rourke Chartier, by the way, played almost 14 minutes that game. Yeah. Uh, just to go back to the fourth line, Zach McEwen, 330. Yeah. Uh, Roby Jarventi, 704. And then uh, Parker Kelly was 848. Um, just to clear that up. But uh, Tim Stutzla has played nine games at 22 minutes or more <laughs> out of 16 this
3: season. Yeah, it's just yeah. a little too much.
2: Uh, Suns don't play again until Friday, by the way. And they host the New York Islanders. Um all right, so and I want to—I know Alfie was on the bench. I want to get to him tomorrow a bit more. Uh, also, Ian Mendez yeah. has said he's going to try and hop on the show tomorrow morning as well. Um, but I guess i are going to have to get to it. Did Alfie's—did Alfie bring a vibe to the bench uh, in those two games, or uh, was it more ceremonial than anything?
0: Planning for your next trip.
1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
3: Uh, I, I said it last week before, before we started that there, who's back there doesn't make a ton of difference. I, I do think when a hall of famer and a guy that's of Alfie status whisper something into your ear, it it, it rings differently than other coaches and, and it's a fresh voice. So players Mm -hmm. would be excited to hear that they don't come off the bench or they don't come off the ice to the bench and think, where's Daniel Alfredson? (laughs) There's no, (laughs) right. There's no vibe to that. And that's, that's not a, that's definitely not a slight. That's just players settle into the game and that's how that goes. Um, I, but that being said, I do think when he speaks, there's a certain level of respect that comes from the players because of who is saying it. Um, so, so to answer your question, yes and no, <laughs> like at the same time, it's a little bit of both and there's no real easy answer there, but do you get a little bit of, I I'll say momentum. I know you're professional hockey players,
2: but is there a little bit of momentum with all the hoopla surrounding Alfie being there, the excitement of having him on the bench who's very well-respected he is dropping the ceremonial puck. Then he just takes the usual walk over to the bench, uh, hops on the bench and away we go. Like. <laughs> I'm just wondering if that plays a part yeah. more than, and maybe it's for the fans. Hey, it may very well be because fan wise, so, I thought it was great.
4: So I'll tell you one thing: if when you when you're in a playoff game and all the stuff's happening, your body just senses and, and it, it, your nervous system kind of wakes you up a little bit. There's more on the line here, and you and and you're subconsciously a little bit more ready for the game. It's just a different vibe. I would say having having Alfie there. If you're not, let's just say you're a player where you're maybe not feeling your best. It's, it's one more thing to kind of help wake you up. Hey, we got Alfie here now, like Alfie's here, but when you, once you get on the ice, like if you're, let's just say you're Pinto or, or sorry, not Pinto, Drake, but you're not okay. Shit. I got the puck now. What would Alfie do in this situation? Man, Is Alfie watching me. <laughs> Damn it. I got to press Alfie. Alfie. Can you see me? See you? Yeah. See
2: him. Hi. <laughs> it's not, it's not,
4: um, but I think he just, I think he just helps. Like I was saying, he helps let players cause it's Bob will tell you this. There's a lot of times you just don't feel great. Like you're mm-hmm. just, I don't have my legs tonight. It's I just think he's just another guy that helps raise the bar and he would, I think in tough times, there's it, it, having him there helps a lot more than when things are going well. So for sure, he's not the guy's unbeaten. He's two and oh, so you got to give some, give some to that, but it's just, it's, he's calming the presence and he just ha- having him around though right, I it's obviously a good thing because he's going to add some knowledge, he's going to do some and and uh, he just helps just helps raise Lebar, right? yeah. uh, all right, the
2: bar, right? Alright, the sends, by the way 4-1 and one in their last five games so I won't say everything was contingent on the Sweden trip but mm-hmm. they were certainly, it's building in the right direction and there are people who are saying hey listen and I've seen it in the chat like they're not playing great Everything is not perfect, but don't you just kind of, even as Alfie said after the first game, you just take the win and
3: get the hell out of town. That's it. it like it's hard. It's tough. You never want to, and we used to say you never critique a win, right? No matter what that W looks like, it's two points that are on your board and not somebody else's. So I understand, but it, the, the people in the chat aren't wrong. There's still a lot to dislike about the, the, the way that things are going. Mm. Um, but they found they found a way to get four points. Now they're back. It's gonna take them four or five days to recover. I remember this trip, and we had the three hours on top of that going back to Anaheim. It took me eight days. Like I was a mess for four or five. So um now we can get back to normality. Uh two games the next ten days. So they got some time to really really kind of settle in here, and then then we can start to figure out where exactly this team stands.
4: There's there's so many teams, there's so many teams that 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 play well and find ways to lose. So yeah, they're not they're not playing perfect, but but they're finding a way to win. You'll hear this a lot. Your coach will come in after a game, wasn't perfect, boys, but we found a way to win. Yeah. And when you can start finding ways to win, it's a good sign. I totally agree. A lot like a lot to dislike, especially in that first game. I'm more impressed with the second game, a boring, bland hockey oh, okay. game it where it was nothing was going on, and and you didn't you didn't go away and try and – I hate it when players try and – sometimes you just got to take what the game gives you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's generally how Ottawa loses. They they get they, they don't stay patient. They go away from the game plan, and they beat themselves. So to that's me, true. that was a good thing.
2: Uh, last question on Sweden. Well, actually, I want to get to the OT in a sec. But uh, can you guys explain to me? I think – so people are saying James Reimer ducks on the Stutzla goal. Now, does he duck or, you know, when you're trying to uh, I know none of us are goalies slide forward and you slide so far that you kind of just force yourself forward to try and brace yourself, if that makes sense. Like he may have ducked, but he also might just be trying to not tear his entire groin apart.
3: Yeah, he's pretty stretched out there. So do you know what I mean? I when I watched it like for the fifth time, I was like, did he want to make the world class save with the blocker? Because that's where you think the puck's gonna go, not right over your head in that situation, right? Because look at all that net he's got. So he's probably thinking, I can stretch my arm out, make that save. But when you do that and you're extended with your leg, your body is going somewhere. So I don't think he, I don't think he means to duck. I think he made, I think he tried to make make a world beater save. And the puck came directly at his head, as opposed to where he thought it was going, and that was the other side of the net.
4: He looked like a 1980s goaltender. Really <laughs> small, really small and tiny. Stack. He needed to make a he needed to make a JS Shigir save there, Bob, where you just come out and make yourself big <laughs> instead, yeah. of doing, instead of doing the old Chico rush. Like I don't get there that one. So much, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I always thought goalies were stopped to push out, make yourself big. I guess I guess Optimus Rhymes plays a different style. He just hey, sees the you, game his way, man.
2: If he <laughs> was JS Jaguar, he would be three times the size. Yeah, you know what I'm talking hey. about. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Is
3: I'd he there you. when
4: he was what oh, a yeah. beauty, eh?
3: Yeah. One of my favorites, yeah. yeah. Me too. He a I great
2: covered guy. him in in uh Halifax when he played for the Halifax Mooseheads. Oh no, what yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's really. really, really did you know. He's doing anything? Is he doing TV? I have no clue. I've seen no him clue. somewhere recently. I feel like it's been a long um, time. Let's get to the uh, overtime, but before that, um, coming in hot is happily quenched by uh Sober Carpenter. Real craft beer, no alcohol. Hold the alcohol, keep the flavor only 55 60 calories per can. Enjoy a range of non alcoholic beers. So good, you won't have to compromise on taste. Uh, it's also. Uh, if you want a healthier lifestyle, enjoy a wide selection of beers, including Blonde Ale, West Coast IPA, and Irish Red. Look for it at Sobeys, Loblaws, Whole Foods, Metro, Farm Boy, and other retailers. I'm, su- I mean, You know what? Yorkies probably tell me I can only use mention Farm Boy. Uh, order online at SoberCarpenter.com. Get 10% off when you sign up for your, their newsletter. Uh, right now, order two cases, get 15% off, and free delivery. Sober Carpenter, award-winning beer is so good you'll forget it's non-alcoholic. And uh, by our newest friends, Michelangelo's. Uh, roofing and insulation. Owners, Mark, and Annick, huge supporters of men's mental health, and they want to continue to help raise awareness. So there's about 11 days left. So this month, Michelangelo's will donate a portion of the proceeds from the insulation jobs booked this November to the Movember movement. Jobs can be completed anytime before August. Uh, sorry, October 31st, 2024, but just have to book them in this month of November. Included with the booking is an assessment of your home's ventilation system to ensure with new insulation, your home is warm and cozy this winter season, as well as keeping the heating costs down and making your home more energy efficient. Did you know improper attic ventilation can affect the health of your home and the people who live there? Uh... Angelo's contact them today at marcoangelos.com or use the telephone 613-833-0001 uh give them a call ask them for a quote Angelo's roofing and insulation every detail covered all right that overtime so there, we just had a meeting like a week ago the general manager's meeting and said i think we should discuss perhaps rule changes to ot maybe and then they played that game and i'm like let's change the <laughs> overtime uh yorky would you change the... That it was boring as hell.
4: Um, yeah. I don't know. You got to be careful. Every time you change something, every time you tinker, it's like uh, there's there's always some little trickle-down effect that happens. But I, I do agree. Like It was like they are waiting for the shootout. Um, I've heard some of the things they're talking about. You're not, not being allowed to re, keep regrouping back in the neutral zone. How, how do you fix that? I know there's a couple good ideas. I would, I don't know. Did you, you go down to two skaters? That's pretty radical. You That's imagine that? Radical. You yeah. imagine that two guys, two on two full ice. Um,
2: That's no, you bring the nets into center. Like you guys small, do in practice. Play small ice, play small
4: ice. Small area game.
2: <laughs>
4: I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it was so good when they first brought OT in. Like every game was fantastic. Like let's make this longer. Forget about the shootout. And they were like, oh, maybe the shootout's not that bad. So, yeah, maybe a little bit of tinkering to, uh, to to try and just keep things fast flowing and keep those chances coming back and forth.
3: I would I would agree with that. I don't like the idea of a shot clock, which I I heard. Um, yeah, <laughs> I I do like the fact that maybe once you got all three skaters inside the blue line you have to stay inside the blue line. I, I kind of like that rule. Cause it forces you to, well, it just gives you one less out, right? Oh, I don't yeah. like the way things look. So I'm going to take this back to the blue line. We're all going to regroup. And then the guys are going to stand there and we're going to have three guys above them. It just doesn't work. So I, mm-hmm. I could see that. And then the rule is that if you come out with possession of the puck, um, I would be okay with the fact that maybe you just, you're never going to be able to just get players to dump it into the corner to change possession but maybe a double whistle would say like, you, you know, you build a whistle twice in succession very quickly. It means put the puck down to the other end um, mm. and, and just switch possession. Interesting. Gives everybody a chance to get back above the puck and regroup. And it gives the play and, and you, and you gain possession. So th- that was something that I thought about. And the other thing I thought was just take all the lines out, have a guy cherry pick. You want three on three, have it for the chances, but, have a guy, but they won't I mean, have to have the guys cherry pick anyway, but uh. you're going
2: to have <laughs> some defensive coach go, Mm -mm. Yeah, we are not going to give up. We're not going to beat ourselves. So everybody's going to play defense before we even consider the offense. The only way you're going to fix this for me, because it's going to come down to coaching, right? It's whatever the coaches want. You've got to put in a point system, whether that's the three points for the win and two points for the overtime win, one point shootout, whatever it is. You've got to fix it through a point system.
4: Maybe, maybe. How do you do it where instead of maybe because it's pretty tough to keep it inside the blue line right maybe you say once you have possession you're not allowed to come back past the red line like cut the ice in half because you'll see guys go all the way back and slow it right down to oh their own God. zone
2: so and then they so make maybe, a line change
4: but maybe if you use the the red line in, in, instead but then how do you how do you say well what's the, what's the penalty do you just cuz the thing you don't want you don't want whistles you don't want yeah. if they don't if they don't touch up to the red line they have to oh whistle let's stop things so that's the thing. That's that's the gotcha. How do you do it so there's no whistles?
2: There, there's just there's no incentive, Yorkie, to to win in overtime as opposed to win in a shootout. So you don't gamble yeah. in the OT. It is. That's all. That's it is. It client. is.
4: Yeah, it is. People
2: don't realize
4: too. Like playing three on three is it's really tough. Like guys are making it look easy. Like they can keep the puck and hold on to it. Like. It's, uh, they're just, I just think the guys have just become such great skaters and and not being allowed to hook hold and all that stuff is just allowing guys to possess the puck more. So yeah, it's, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what the answer is because I don't want whistles. I don't want a whistle to say, all right, stop it. You, you you regroup. The other team gets it.
3: Yeah. No whistles would just slow everything down and make it, it's supposed to be the most exciting part of the game where teams are changing chances with everything on the line. Right. Yeah. Um, which is why I, I like the – and I do agree with Wally's point about the defensive coach saying we're not going to give up anything because there's no incentive. But I do think if you take out the lines and stretch everything out, it will help with those long two-on-ones uh, and things mm-hmm. like that, odd man chances. So that's what people want to see. And I, I do too. I I don't – I like to shoot out when I was there because I was in it and it felt, it felt <laughs> like it was something that – um yeah that i just like the pressure of being in a shootout when you're the guy shooting it i understand when you're on the bench it's boring but i always i always enjoyed that pressure but i'd rather see games end three on three than five than than a three-guy shootout for sure so let's take all like? the lines out and just have the that's a good idea or just you know what do seven pass two on one somebody scores the R key
4: it sounds like just do it turn it into one of those games you do at the end of the practice when you have no yep. idea what the rules are. All right, we're going to have a guy here. You got to have two passes. <laughs> you got to have your stick upside down and turn the net around backwards and uh you can't you're not allowed to change on the fly. Okay, go. And remember those games Bob you're like, "What are the rules here?" Oh yeah, I got to do no this. clue. Do yeah. That.
3: Yeah. <laughs> just you're just pass so- to a coach because they're <laughs> bored and they want to get involved. <laughs> 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 I, Bob, I want to know what it's
2: like to uh Because not everybody can, even offensively gifted players, can't do shootouts because I think the pressure may get to them. Um, So what's it like standing at center ice when everybody in the building is focused on watching? Is it any different than any other time?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it feels different. You're out there. And to your point about some really skilled players being bad at shootouts, like Clark MacArthur was maybe the worst I've seen. Mike Hoffman was horrible (laughs) at just shootouts. I think that some people that are very offensively gifted are given too much time in a shootout and they get inside their head about what the right thing to do is whether you're shooting whether you're making a move for me i always had three things in mind when i went down was i going backhand forehand or shooting and i would dictate that usually by the blue line based on where the goalie was standing and other goals that were scored against them that i've watched but um it's a much different feeling you feel like it's you against the world out there on that shot right and really it's just you against one other guy and if you beat him 30 percent of the time you're in the top 10 percent of the league so the advantage is really that the goalie and i just like trying to beat those odds but um it's very isolating but i enjoy that it was it was a lot of fun
2: is it like uh i'm not sure if it's the top thing to think of but did you did you thrive on and you obviously thrived on you have one of the best shootout records i think in sense history did you thrive under that
3: was it just something that really invigorated you just something that really invigorated me. I, yeah, Yeah. I absolutely enjoyed it. And I I think it was the the run where I wasn't real great down the stretch where hammer was, uh, Hammond was absolutely phenomenal for us and stoner was coming alive. We got to a lot of shootouts in that place and I wasn't playing my best offensively, but it was something that you're like, listen, there's, there's a second point on the line and it can come down to you. Um, I'm thinking of the Ray Emery one in particular against Philadelphia. Um, where I was like, it was not a good game for me, but I knew going into the shootout and I hadn't played much down the stretch. I was like, this is a way that you can, you can elevate your team. And I scored and it was mostly because Ray made a business decision because we played together and he's like, I'm not getting put in the corner with a deke. So he basically just said, come down and shoot five. Like the, I knew I was shooting five hole before I touched the puck because I could see him down there going, I'm not moving. <laughs> I'm not moving. <laughs> <laughs> so, really, yeah, no. You actually, you see me score and you, you see just razor like, he did like one of those things where he tried to put the pads together last minute, but he was like, we played together. He knew that I was capable of going left or right. And he's like, I'm not getting on the wrong side of this. So shoot five hole. If you're going to beat me, <laughs> Mahab, your uh, your
4: three moves. You're either you're going top glove, you're going five hole, or were you pulling to your backhand or those your
3: three. So my, actually, I, I did score a few high glove, um, and those were after a deke, but I would deke from a little further out than most guys. Guys like to get in tight and make a couple moves and pick a side. Mm-hmm. I like to have my moves set and the fake shot starting a little earlier. Mm-hmm. So if I would get my, my three moves were shooting five hole, shooting low glove, which I had quite a bit of low glove above the butterfly. And then I could pull to the backhand if I had to, which I did less of than anything else. But I really like to beat goalies on the glove side um, or five hole more so. Yeah,
4: pulling when you pull to your backhand, would you sell shot first and then pull?
3: Uh, you you always have to sell shot, no matter yeah. what you gonna do. Like yeah. you have yeah. to. You you can sell shot and freeze a goalie, and you got him beat before he's dead the rights before you even pull. And I, for me, my feet weren't great, so I had such a long stick, right? That
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, goalies hated me. Andy hated me when we would do stuff like that because he's like, you pull it, it feels like ten feet, right? As opposed to guys coming in and just going fake shot backhand and just trying to beat them to the post. Like I was able to beat goalies to the post with my stick all the time.
4: Did you extend your stick? Did you have a longer stick?
3: Nope. No, same, same as always just right up against the cuff of being legal. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. Cause Chera, Chera had to, cause he was so tall, obviously he got, he had to get a rule done. Didn't he Wally? Like yeah, had a special,
2: next? special permission. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming was, Tyler Myers might be the same or, uh, I'm trying to think who's in Winnipeg right now, but anyway, yeah, yeah. there's some guys that are, Logan I Stanley. was, uh, yeah,
4: Logan Stanley is a big dude. I was down in my basement uh, last night. I don't know why I was down there, pretending <laughs> to work out, and uh, watching the watching Sunday Night Football, thinking about a workout. Started looking up my you were you are you guys stick collectors? Do you guys ever have You ever doing
2: it? No, Wally. I'm, I I have like seven. Yeah,
4: I was I got some pretty cool ones down there. And still the coolest stick is Chero's because the thing is so friggin stiff like you could oh, use it, it you could you could actually take Chera's stick and bolt it into your ceiling and use it as a pull up rack because that, <laughs> that 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 thing's going to support an elephant it's i think it's a once it's at least a 150 flex like the thing's nuts
3: uh,
1: i've been so, on the receiving
3: end of a few of his cross checks in front of the net um and he's, yeah, he's just got a piece of plywood. I mean, it's like. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you, like you're getting no. Well, obviously, he's a stronger guy, but you're getting no flex in your shot because the thing is so stiff.
2: Ridiculous. Does he this is a dumb question, obviously. Um, did he intimidate you like when he's on the ice? You know, he's there. Obviously, you can't not see him. But if you're going into the corner, are you bailing
3: out a little sooner? No, you're trying to get out of there sooner with the puck because if you have (laughs) your feet moving, you have a chance. He's the only D that I knew that I could beat with just chipping the puck past and skating into it. Like I did it. I did in that, in that Boston series, I did it 10 to 12 times where I'm like, he's not allowed to touch me if I get rid of this puck Mm -hmm. and skate into it. But if you're going into the corner and you're matched up with him and you're on the same page, just just hope that you win the race to at least move the puck one direction and then let them wrap you up because you're going in nowhere. You're going nowhere. Um, And he's so strong that he can do it with one arm. But for me, like I I always knew going in, if I had a step on him, the first step I made was left or right. It wasn't, it wasn't trying to deaden the puck. I didn't care if the puck even came with me. I just knew I was keeping something moving. Because he struggled with that as he got older, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 I found uh, I
4: found I found smaller guys too. Just I know I don't know how we got on Chara, but I found smaller, like zippy guys used to kind of skate at his triangle mm-hmm. and try and skate at the stick and then slide it under and like make him, like you said, make him turn,
2: right? Yep. Yep. Uh Yorkie, we got on Chara because you brought it up just so we're clear. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> uh anyway. I want to quickly ask. If you are in Columbus right now and we I I know we've touched on Columbus before but they scratched Patrick Laine last night. Oh, so bomb. and they're the last in the east. They're a mess. I think they have four wins. What if you're a player like what are you thinking right now? And I know Bobby, I know you've joked in the past like I want out, but how do you do you just bail on this year already?
3: No, I mean everybody's got different reasons to play. Truthfully, and most of them at this point are already financially financially mm-hmm. uh, motivated. The only if I'm fantilly, I'm going six more years. <laughs> That's about it. If I'm if I'm him, I'm like oh, in two years I hold all the cards, but still RFA. Um, no, I understand the thought process that maybe they've already, they're, they're just like, how do we give up this season? But no, they'll come to the ring. Your coaching staff's not going to give up because they all want to continue to keep their jobs. Your players with one year deals. were are going to show up. They want their jobs. Guys are, there's always reasons to play. So they'll continue to come to the rink. It just gets harder and harder. Like just, they have the wrong people on that roster. And I think that's the problem. They have the wrong people everywhere. Oh, maybe you can't,
4: yeah. you can't, you can't cheat the game in 2023. You get exposed.
3: You'll get way you just, too exposed. Yeah. Like I,
4: I watched Columbus play last year and they had so many guys cheating, like just not playing the right way. You, you can't do it anymore. And I'm looking at line, line a two. He hasn't the last time he scored 30, which should be an attainable number for him. Bob as a goal scorer was, was back. Man, it was like 2017, 18. He hasn't been healthy for a long time. So I don't know if it's health issues but every time I watch him I just he doesn't he doesn't seem to be the type of guy that is going to there's certain guys that you know will do everything in their power to beat you and he just doesn't strike me as that type of guy and is it injuries I don't know I'm not there but there's too many guys on that team that it just seems you know when the pucks dropped and you know the guy's going to fight you to the bitter end just they don't have, they don't have enough guys like that like
3: culture None. Jenner maybe but yeah, yeah, yeah. Jenner's one but there's but, yeah. there's
4: but there's but there's not enough like no. there's not enough I'm, I'll use an example like a Brady could for when you when you play against Brady mm-hmm. you know that you're going into a street fight
2: mm-hmm. yeah so yeah uh,
4: Patrick like Line hasn't any... scored sorry go
3: ahead so it just go. feels like they have too many guys that went there saying I can collect a paycheck and hide here
2: yes yeah I agree I agree and so uh Line a hasn't scored 30 since 2018-19. Yeah, uh, there he you did go. It. Uh sorry. Uh, no, no, that's right. He had twenty-eight in uh nineteen-twenty. But he just yeah, he doesn't look to be the same type of player. So eight point seven million, uh well, and he's a healthy scratch.
4: Wally, if you look at the best players in the game right now, and Bob, you named you named Kopitar earlier. Look at look at Ovi right now, for example. I know he's playing better, but it's you can't be a one-dimensional player in the game anymore. Like, Lyonese, when he was scoring, he was a shooter. He just – you, you, you got to be a 200-foot player now or you can't play. Yeah.
2: Did we misjudge Vancouver, by the way? As they sit three players all with 28 points at the top of the league scoring in Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson, JT Miller. Uh, Quinn Hughes has 20 points in his last 10 games. It's unbelievable. Um, did we misjudge them?
3: I no I I still think they'll come back down to earth a little bit. Those points and that kind of level is going to obviously is going to drop off. Um yeah. I do think they're a better team than we gave them credit for and that's the talk it, talking it effect too. Um obviously I I think you start to change whether or not you think they're a playoff team um for sure, but they will have a regression at some point and they will come back down to earth a little bit. They do they look pretty damn good right now. <laughs> yeah, <they're laughs> <pretty good. laughs> the um, highest scoring
2: team in the league.
3: Yeah, yeah, they have a plus thirty goal differential. It's, yeah, that's it's unbelievable cool. right now. But I do think it'll come down to it'll it'll come back down the earth a little. It'll
4: Thatcher Thatcher Demko has a nine twenty six save percentage right now. Yes. That's pretty damn good. And, um, and, and that's and, what I
2: wonder. We always say if you want to show me a good team, show him, I'll show you a good goalie.
4: Yeah, and talk talks not like talks not letting them cheat.
2: Yeah, that's he, the thing. He won't let, let
4: him, He won't let you cheat. He won't let you cheat the game.
2: Uh, all right, quickly before we go. Last thing, uh, Botano's game tonight. The New York Rangers are in Dallas, which has to be a marquee matchup. Uh, Dallas, the favorites. But who do you take in that game? The Rangers are seven one and one on the road.
3: I didn't realize that. That's a pretty. That's a good stat. Um, Dallas is favored
2: at home. And Dallas is only four and three at home. I think they are.
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm going with seven one on one is hard to argue with. I'm going with them. Taking the Rangers. They look really good right now. Just for a lock of the day? Are we doing this? Uh,
2: it's, well, we can make it an official lock of the day if you want, but I didn't bring it up earlier, so you didn't have time to
3: prep. Uh, well, thank you. Um, I, <laughs> I think we all know I wasn't going to prep. <laughs>
2: well, I was, I was trying to give you the, the out. <laughs>
3: I'll take the Rangers, lock it in. Okay.
2: We're
4: betting You're, on this.
2: This is for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh,
4: the stars the are Rangers at home. Are
2: plus eight. Our Panarin's need, on a different level. Yeah, right just now,
4: we like, need to know who's in nets. Is Shostikin playing? Who's playing nets for Dallas? Listen, I'm trying to.
2: If it's the Rangers against Dallas, how do they not have their number one goalies in Yule?
4: Oh, is it back to back? You don't.
2: It don't doesn't wait. matter. You would not play. You would wait, would you not? Like, if I'm the Rangers, I'm not, well, maybe we'll play Shesterkin against whatever. No, you wait for the Ranger <laughs> game, the Dallas game.
4: Yeah, I'll take Dallas. If Dallas is at home, I'll take Dallas yeah. at home.
2: Yeah, I think it's a Ranger game. I, the Rangers I do, are, yeah. but are the Rangers one of those teams that are really good in the regular season and they can't still figure it out in the playoffs? Or yep. have they figured it out this year?
4: Oh, nope,
3: they're still that team. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the bread, hey, the bread, their bread man loves the regular season. Lots of peepers, three on three hockey. Hold on to the puck. Yep. I'm, I'm not a Bradman fan. I just, uh, cheats the game too much.
3: <laughs> I'm not starting that one right now. Um, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not taking any bait on this, but it's a Rangers game. You can lock it in and Bradman loves regular seasons. So uh, I just hope hungry. they weren't yeah. down at, uh, any of the any of the moxies that's now in dallas across from the hotel
4: How about that? downtown <laughs> down, downtown dallas so they've got they've got a good nightlife down there like Ooh, sleepy city d dj z bad could be in one of the place Guess dj spinning some tunes the night before the game <laughs> the headset on let's a late
2: one i really like because of bad jets game yeah so he should just, you know, we'll never get back to the revisit that trade, but never should have been traded. Uh, he's for a 40 goal guy, I think he was. He doesn't get a lot of attention, I find.
3: Uh, it kind of just flies under the radar because there's a couple big names, excuse me, a couple yeah. of big names there. So, so I so think but I think he prefers that he gets to play in a big market but fly under the radar.
4: Yeah, like it's unbelievable, a nice unbelievable places to DJ at in downtown New York, too. Like, let's be honest here. But Wall, are you are you honestly going to build your team around Zbed? Because if he was still here, he's, you would have to yeah. you would have to pay him 9 to 10 million. So are you going to build your team around him to
2: be to win it? I'm not. 782 games, 616 points, he's a plus 36. Uh,
4: stats 52 stats, goal practicing. score
2: like I don't know, Yorkie. Uh sorry, not a 52 goal score, a 41 I goal score. Yeah. Uh, Yes, they're stats, but they tend to see a consistent level of hot. He's one, two, three, four, five, six, six straight twenty goal seasons.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I he's big, he's mobile. I like him in the in the top line center. Now, if you're going to compare him to Tim Stutzla, I don't think that's fair because when they traded him, Tim Stutzla didn't exist on yeah. the radar. But boy, oh, boy, yeah, I I like him.
4: Bob is 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 going to drag his teammates into the battle and? Follow me, boys. We're winning this best of seven.
3: No, no, that's not. I, no, I, I like all Wally's points, but I, I know Z bad and I know his personality and the way he is. So, um, great player. Like, he's a great player, pretty fiery. One of the best centers I've ever gotten to play with, honestly. I had a lot of chemistry with him. Yeah. Um, to become the player he is now, he had to leave Ottawa. That is, that's factual. He needed a coach like Quinn. Uh, David Quinn who was there that really really kind of matured him in different ways so I don't know if 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 he's your one center I'm very comfortable during the regular season but I don't know Oh, fair
2: enough Uh, 58 playoff games 16 goals 47 points uh, minus one in the playoffs there's no doubt he can put up points none yeah Yeah. okay fine you guys are very negative neither one of us
4: neither one of us picked him on our all-time sense team by the way that, that's because well, I no. got
3: him. <laughs> 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 and and I, drafted, I, we <laughs> I well no because I went very se- I went very center heavy very early. You did, you did. Yeah, yeah. Got a build for to the uh, middle of the ice.
4: I took Chris Kelly over him. How about that one?
3: That's tough.
2: <laughs> yeah, Yorkie, you're just stuck in the early 2000s. That's your problem.
4: I took Kachuk on my team. Second, I took him right. I took Alfie, and I went Kachuk right after. So I'm not stuck in the early 2000s. (laughs) Screw you.
2: Okay, fine. Um, All right, boys, we're back tomorrow morning. Uh, I want to talk some Alfie. We've got Matthew Joseph. uh, Sends after 15. Lots of things to discuss. As Ottawa doesn't play until Friday when they host the New York Islanders. Uh, Ian Mendez is scheduled to join us tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Uh, we will see you then. Uh, thanks, everybody. I appreciate it. Have a good
1: one. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.